true story. I do remember some of the guys turning up in half wetsuits. And... <laughs> I do remember walking into my first class uh, and thinking, this is ridiculous. Uh... Sav. Benny, how are you, buddy? Good, how are you? Mate, I'm uh, doing well. I've just come back from the academy, just been doing a whole bunch of drills with a couple of the students in there. We've got Chili Harling tonight. Um, his dad, Raz, the owner of Suave Kimonos, is in. It's been a very exciting morning. Uh, mate, really looking forward to this podcast. Got a very old friend of mine, Professor Josh Morbs, on with us. So I'm really excited for what comes. What's up? What's awesome. up, Jens? How are we doing? Good, Joshy. How are you, buddy? Very well, so very well. Let's get straight into it, Sam. How do you know this guy? How do you know this dude? He's a young uh, dude for a black belt, right? Yeah, I know. He's, <laughs> he's, uh, we hang out quite a bit now. It's generally him on top of me submitting me in some way or another. So I know him quite well. Uh, he's generally taking my breath away or having some sort of limb trapped in his arm. Josh, any chance you can bring back my legs and arms, mate, tonight? <laughs> sure, bro. Yeah, look, I'll drop it off on my way to teaching the women's class tonight. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, so um, now uh, myself and Josh met, uh, I would say, 15, possibly 20 years ago. We were both training out of um, Gracie and Alexandra. Uh, yeah. I met Josh there. Coogee, actually. Coogee. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a Coogee, right, at the Titans. I, I, can, I can tell you now I remember a picture of Sav on the wall with Bruno and he was a good <laughs> on his head. head far back and I went, wow, that guy looks cool. Who, who is this guy? Who is this? Who, who are these is two this guy? <laughs> I've got to ask you a question, Joshy. Who do you think's taller, me or Bruno? Hey, I've no, learned no. over the years. <laughs> I've learned over the years to uh, to just smile and wave on that question, mate. Oh, yeah, very, very, very smart <laughs> it, answer. It, it's hard to tell who's taller when someone's getting choked. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, okay. well, yeah. Well, let's move on. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, now we, no, we I can, I can remember actually. I, I remember um, early days, you know, I was, uh, I started well, when I was about 15 years old. I came in and Sav and Owen were there, and I was always like, wow, these, these guys are, you know, colored belts already. And I, I didn't really understand the concept. Um, you know, I, I went from doing Muay Thai for, for, for probably about four or five years doing it every day. So I walked into the Jiu Jitsu gym and I thought, you know what, I can handle myself. I know what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, these guys that were were not very unassuming when you see them face value, they uh, put you on your back, and it's very hard to move. So I mean, I just remember Sav from the early days thinking, "Oh, he's not that big. I could, you know, I can move around." <laughs> and then uh, it took me some time to catch up. Definitely took some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. What got you started in uh, in BJJ? So. You know, like I said, I did Muay Thai for years. I started when I was young. I started boxing from the age of eight uh, and then moved over to Muay Thai when I was about 12. The thing in my family was my dad would never let me compete. He said to me, sure, you can hit the bag as much as you want, but I can't watch you go in there and get hit in the head. So uh, my brother and I, we, we were always training together. And um, one day we, we found out about jiu-jitsu. And so, you know showed my dad a video and we said could we compete in this and he said you're punching and kick in the head and stuff and i said no and he goes sure so i walked into the gym and three weeks later i uh signed up to my first competition (laughs) yeah so it was uh it was a hard and fast start let me tell you how did that first comp go come on tell us 
Yeah, it went really well, actually. Surprising. I only had a couple moves up my sleeve. I, I entered the juvenile and the adult division um, on the same day. And juvenile, I did well. I got silver. And adult, uh, I think I remember what a 26-year-old shredded 85-kilo guy could do to a, a 16-year-old or 15-year-old 80-something kilo kid. Uh, yeah, I had a pretty, a pretty hard round in the adults division. But, you know, I remember walking away from it going, wow. I need to come back and do more of this. So it just became yeah, a full-time very, thing. Very, after very addictive. Very addictive. Yeah, you know, and, and I used to, I was one of those kids that did seven days a week. I um, I would train on the weekends when the when the gym was closed. We used to step over at Titans Fitness. Just, you know, where Titans Fitness is upstairs, you could step over their little, they had a little chain going across, which would access to the jiu-jitsu gym. <laughs> I walk up there and step over it. And I remember Aldwin, me and Aldwin used to go on Sundays and just, and nobody would know. And we just start rolling <laughs> yeah, nice. just to get the time in. Just to <laughs> Easy up. access, right? That's it, mate. Yeah. So, you know, we went a bit wild and, you know, it took me, it took me time, but, you know, I had my black belt by the age of 25 and that was my goal from when I started. I said, you know what, I, I want to be a 25 year old black belt. And, and I, I hit that goal. So it was a big thing, you know, and then obviously, you know, Sav and I have been close ever since I started jiu-jitsu. So when I saw Yep and Gracie Botney, I was like, man, you know, I got to come and train with this guy. I got to, I got to see what kind of energy is in that, in that building. And honestly, man, we all know proofs in the pudding, amazing gym, amazing environment, you know, good training, good music, <laughs> always pumping the good music. <laughs> we, uh, we offer, we offer, uh, different categories. Do you guys want to go to a metal concert? Do you want to? Uh, Canal right now feels like he's in Brazil. He wants Brazilian sumba. I'm asking them would they like to go to a dance party or a oh rave? Yeah. We all went through that stage in jiu-jitsu. Oh, no, right? <laughs> yeah. So when did you start teaching, Josh? Like, what was the point when you know you decided? Um, you know, I started teaching. I think at Purple Belt. I just um, I started covering some classes. Yep. You know, and, and I think, I think if you're in the right environment, you always, you start teaching at quite an early stage because you help each other out. If you're in the right environment, everyone wants to help everyone. And you start to realize over time that you're like, you know what, I, I see something a little different to the way this person's seen it. Maybe I can communicate that across a little bit. So, you know, probably from like, I, I, teaching classes was purple belt, but even just showing people moves and techniques and stuff from early bluebird, I would say. Um, but yeah, I remember I started actually teaching classes at, at Purple Belt. Um, and, you know, I was a Purple Belt for, oof, I've been, I think about four and a half years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and I just started, I was training super competitively, you know, I was training with some, some really, really serious jiu-jitsu guys and yeah, like I found that teaching. Yeah, like Sab, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I found teaching kind of came natural, you know, um. The way I could, the way I could break things down that made sense to me. Often, I think I could communicate that pretty well. Yeah. Um, so you know, when when I got when I came into Gracie Botney and then started talking to Sab about teaching, it just kind of made sense. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Mm. I remember Josh coming in and uh, he he dropped in to visit a few times, and you know, it was really nice to have him back in the academy. He's a uh, uh, yeah, really humble guy, you know, big, big dude, doesn't muck around. Um, he'll train to the, to the, you know, where do you want to take it? You know, very respectful guy. Um, 
I do quite often have people say to me, <clears throat> man, you go good with Josh, you know, and I'm like, well, that's up to him, you know. It's kind of <laughs> it's very – I do take a lot from him. Um, there's no there's no ego with this guy. Like, you know, he keeps his, he keeps his limit. He knows where I'm at and, you know, he kind of really without – you know, I'm, I don't think I've said to him, but he actually helps me a lot more than he knows because he pushes me. You know, if I get a little bit too cheeky, he'll give me a little bit of a bigger push. But um, he's actually helps me quite a lot with the way he moves and just kind of plays at my level, and I really do appreciate that. And, I mean, having come into Botany to do a few classes in the beginning, and, I, I, you know, I just thought this would be an amazing guy to be teaching here. And I did approach him, and, you know, he's got his business and his coffee shop, and, you know, he's got, you know, he works really hard outside of jiu-jitsu, but, I mean, he also loves jiu-jitsu, and that's his, you know, getaway from, you know, it, it, we all get away from, you know, the normal day, come in, put the geese on, doesn't matter what walk Absolutely. of life you're from, we can all come in, and uh, no one cares who does what. We all put the geese on, we all become one, and we all have fun. But I offered to Josh and said, look, after a few classes, feedback was really strong. And I thought, you know what, I said to Annalise, my wife, you know, behind the desk, and I said to her, you know what, I'm going to try and see if I can get Josh in more regularly. And I approached Josh and, you know, I really appreciated his answer and his upfrontness. And he said, look, Sav, you know, I've got my coffee shop, uh, you know, I've got other things going on on the side. I'm just, you know, with his beautiful partner. And he just said, look, you know, I don't want to come in and you know, build relationships with your students and then I don't know, you know, where I'm going or what I'm doing, you know. And yeah. So I really appreciated that. I, you know, there's not a lot of people with that quality. Um, you know, money's on the table for him, but he's considering the business first and, and his unsureness of what's happening with the, with the, his business and his life. So, uh, yeah. but, you know, that was nearly two years ago. And then he said, yeah. so, look, I'll probably hang around for a couple of months, you know, the business is bigger. The business is picking up and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, okay, well, that's a shame. We'll only have him for a few months. It's been nearly two years. We're still so happy because he's still here. <laughs> um, yeah, the girls, yeah. are, he's actually teaching the girls program tonight where uh, they've organized a big night for him and he's going to be doing the teaching and stuff like that. And he just has a massive impact in the academy. Uh, it wasn't shortly after he started. I mean, both myself and Josh, we've been training forever. We've been training a long time. But match fitness is... Uh, we train hard at the academy, but match fitness is probably something or competition fitness or competition, you know, level. We're both cruising and training hard, but, you know, I know for me right now to get ready for a competition would require a lot of selfish behavior. I'd have to focus on me. And uh, Josh says to me one day, you know what, Sav, I, I, I've got the, the, the competition bug again. And I'm thinking, okay, far out. This is This is cool. And I just thought it's a passing comment, you know. And then, uh, you know, sure enough, a week or two later, he's like, you know what, bro, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump in and compete. I said, really? You know, I said, that's that's impressive, bro. I said, you know. And he said, you know, the thing that he said to me which really resonated was he goes, Sav, you know what? I'm probably not in the best shape or I'm probably not ready for this. I'd like to have a good preparation. But if I can just change one or a couple of people's uh, attitudes here and by me stepping up and doing it, you know, that's what's going to make it all worth it. And sure enough, there he was, you know, fighting away in the black belts. Like, you know, this is the type of guy this is, a true testament to his character. And um, I'm just so greatly honoured to have people like this around myself and my wife and my family. And, you know, sincerely, Josh, thank you very much. We really do appreciate what you do there. And, you know, it's just been amazing. So, yeah, just good opportunity for me to sort of give him a thanks too. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Sam. I, I appreciate that. You know, they're very kind words. And, you know, yeah. I think I – think 
I think it relates really well because like, you know, you're in a leadership position, I'm in a leadership position. And I think we, we both understand the, the, the importance of, of leading from the front, you know, mm. um, I owe it, I owe it to you guys as well for, you know, sparking that competitive edge again in me. Um, a big part of it is that like, when I show these techniques and I see people, you know, starting to grip the concept and make gains, um, I, I get so excited, you know, it's the, the greatest reward. Yeah. It's, it's, it's way bigger for me than, than it is just turning up, teaching and leaving, you know, like I, yeah. I see the movements, I see the movement patterns, people's mindsets shifting, you know, and I get excited and it, it takes me back to when I was a blue belt, purple belt, brown belt. And I think I used to always think to myself, you know, I'm never going to stop competing. Mm. Um, and I agree with that sentiment for, for my personal situation now. Like I don't, I've never, I've not retired, you know, I'm not sitting mm. back and just eating, you know, potato chips on the couch. Mm. Life, life comes in the way and things come and go. And, you know, you, you don't have to be so serious. You can enjoy mm. the process. And I think it's a stigma in the sport of if I compete, I have to be the best. It's a very difficult thing to compete with mentally. So, you know, I, I mean, like, look, easier said than done. Because even when I did it, I was still impacted by that that thing that I thought, oh, you know what, I, I can drop this competitive side. I can I can compete for fun again. Of course, you get to the competition, and the most serious <laughs> thing in the world is what's about to happen in front of you. Even yeah. though you're there preaching to everyone, it's all good, guys. Nobody cares if you win or lose. <laughs> you care, you know. Yeah. But but in saying that, I don't have any regrets towards it because mm. it showed me that I still have gains to make. You know, and I, and I still do. And I think we all do. Uh, yeah. And it's the type of sport where, you know what, it's completely reliant on yourself, how much pressure you put on yourself, how much training you do. No one's going to force you to turn up to training. No one's going to force you to sign up to a competition. Um, yeah. but, you know, when you do, it comes back down to you. And, yeah. and I enjoy that accountability in jiu-jitsu. And I, I hope everybody that comes to the classes takes that accountability and says, you know what, yeah. I need to improve in many aspects, not just my jujitsu. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so for me, it's like I teach, it keeps me active. It keeps my mentally engaged. It, it keeps my competition fire alive. It's just win, 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 you know? Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's a big thing. And I, and I really encourage people to, to push themselves and to keep that competitive edge because you never know, you know, like, you could be, you could not compete for like a couple of years, which happened to me, you know, due to COVID. I signed up for my first black belt tournament, COVID hit, it got canceled. And it was like three years till the next one, till I competed in the next one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a bit of ring rust. You got to shake it off. And it was a bit of a wake up call on the fitness side and the, and the pressure side. And it's healthy. It's really good for you. Yep. I agree. You know, yeah. mentally, physically, just, you know, the whole thing. And I do know sort of leading into it, you know, whether you were or not, but you were quite relaxed and you knew what you had to do. But even when I stepped in there on the day when we were there together and we're chatting pre-fight, you know, you always are quite composed. But I was, you know, even I was overwhelmed. I was like, fuck, this is, you know, it's happening. It does. It's like yeah. it's reality. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, and I mean, and this is the thing, you know, seeing Josh go through his fights, you know, having hard fights, having tough fights, having good results, you know, like 
And, you know, no matter how he felt, and, you know, Josh had disengaged at one stage and just kind of moved around on the wall to sit and have some time. And, you know, I was there within a flash. And, you know, I probably thought he needed the space, but I also wanted to know that, you know, like I'm there as well. You know, I, I'm yeah. also feeling what he's feeling. And, um, you know, that's the beautiful thing with jiu-jitsu, as he's been mentioning. It's just there's so many different things and, you know, I like his approach of, you know, testing himself and wanting to be there and wanting to do it. And I think the unfortunate situation of COVID, like that sucked. You, all that prep, yeah. you're getting ready and then what? You know, it's cancelled. Like And like he said, three years that something he just wanted to get off his back. So, yeah, it's, it's, and, it's and such a great competition was, uh my last competition was Brown Belt World Championships. Well, so, me me know, too. It, yeah, me it too. went from like a very, a very high level to like, you know, no activity. <laughs> And I at that point, you're you, like, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you, Josh, does it get easier to compete? Not easier as in the actual fights themselves, but does it get easier for you to wrap your head around competing like the night before and the preparation as a black belt? Or do you still have the same nerves? I mean, do you sleep the night before? Or is it, you know, or is it a bit restless? Or, you know, has that improved over time? It's all, I'm, all, I'm always nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, look, I'd like to say that, you know, you're not nervous. Uh, I don't know if it's nerves, though, you know, like, I, I think there's a, a couple of, like, a couple of sectors that it goes into, you know, you've got, like, um, excitement, and you've yep. got nerves, and then you've got anxiety. Yep. <laughs> and all three of those are very closely related. Yeah, right. right. Um, so, yeah, you're excited. I, I'm always excited about it. I'm excited to go to training. I'm excited to, to do the fights. I'm nervous, hell yeah, and I also have anxiety. Like, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think, I think a lot of people who say they're not, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if they really are or they're not. But if they truly yeah. are not nervous or anxious, geez, I tip my hat to them, you know, because it's, you know, it's only what you make yourself like. You build yourself up to these moments, and you know what? Yeah, Joshi, I've got a, a like a thing that I quite often, <clears throat> quite often say. Just getting back to what you're saying. You know, I feel like if I was to speak to someone and they say, no, I'm okay, I'm not nervous, and, you know, like, I don't know if the passion's there for it. Like, I know for me I was competing for 20 years. I got better at it, but I never, never felt not nervous. Um, I think the, the, the best time for me, to be honest, and some people say, wow, that's weird, that's my worst time. The lead up for me is horrible. Just the oh, yeah. waiting each day. And when I actually step on the mats to fight, some people say that's the worst. That, for me, is peace. I'm like, okay, we're here now. It's happening. Finally. Finally. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, so, I know. You know. <laughs> I, I was just telling someone on Wednesday in the gym, to be honest, that like when I was a purple belt, I lost every fight for four years. <laughs> I lost every fight, man. And that was hard. You know, and every time I turn around, I remember Owen being in my corner because, you know, he was my main coach at the time. I remember just, just looking at him going, man, like, what do I do? Like, performance issues here. Like, because in the gym, I'm killing it, you know? And you go out there and you have a really hard time. And, and it's a personal thing that I think builds into your own process, you know? And I just think, I think everyone wants something different out of it. Some people want the medals, some people want the gains. Some people want both, you know. Um, it just depends where you're at in your life at the time. I think that's really important. I agree. Because you know, it, it's not something that is a consistent thing, right? Like, And when it is, 
you build up your resistance to it. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm competing. It's normal. I do this every couple of weeks, you know, and Sav was there and I've been there and we've got students that are there where they just compete all the time. And you're like, awesome. When you do eventually take a break, cause you'll need to eventually, uh, coming back is, is the bigger challenge, yep. you know, signing up to the next one is the next challenge. It's, it's that's like, a massive challenge. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. not just getting the gold. Like getting old on another uh, another story. Just turn up, make weight, be consistent. Mm. You know, mm. it's very difficult. It's a very difficult thing for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, look to answer your question, it doesn't get easier. It, that's the truth. And if you think you'll wait long enough to to allow it to get easier, you just won't do it. You know, <laughs> so you just make the choice. Sign up. You sign up. You throw your hat in the in the mix, and that's it. See how you go. But in saying that, you got to be prepared. We've only got a couple of minutes left, so you wanted to turn to your other passion, which is coffee. How did yes. you get – because the first time I met you, you I remember this really clearly. You walked into the gym and you had underneath your um, underneath your arm uh, like a two-kilo bag of coffee that you sort of <laughs> threw at Sav, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and I actually went up to you and said, well, what coffee is that? And you told me you owned the coffee place and we had a quick chat about it and then you said, you've got to turn up to my Wednesday class. And I did. And I was <laughs> good for it. Right? Because, you know – but – um. Tell me, how did this love of coffee come about and how did you end up running your own coffee? Because I, 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 I saved in here, we were chatting just before Sav came on. I actually went down there. I happened to be down in Cronulla on Tuesday and I dropped in and had a really great coffee and I uh, had a quick, I, I don't get to Cronulla that much. I had a good coffee. I had yeah. a quick look around and I, I, I zipped. But how did you get into it? Because you got a little a great little operation down there. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, you know, it was, uh, I'm a bit of an opportunist, I'd, I'd say, you know, like, <laughs> Uh, I never worked in a coffee shop, never made coffee or anything like that. And um, an opportunity came up to, to essentially take on a space that was, you know, was going to be a coffee shop. Uh, and I just went for it. <laughs> I think uh, I probably just had a little bit too much energy at the time. And I was, I was feeling pretty good about, <laughs> about myself. And I went, yeah, yeah, I can do this. Sure, it makes sense. Uh, you know, that was seven years ago. Um, ups and downs. But uh, essentially what happened is I just ran hundred percent full steam towards it and just immersed mm. myself, you know? So like, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't have like a crazy idea about where it was going to take me. It was more like, Oh, this could be good. And yep. let's, let's put a hundred percent commitment towards it and let's see how it goes, you know? Um, and thankfully it's, it's done really well. So, you know, and, and over time I've just started to, I, like, you realize like, you know, I actually really love coffee and, and not just because of the way it tastes. It's a social drink. It brings people together. You know, it's a, it's a barrier breaker. If someone comes in for a coffee, wow, that's a great coffee. Oh, thank you, you know, and then you spark a conversation. You can't yeah. do that with many things. That's Ru true. Like re wrestling people for some reason works <sighs> and so does coffee. <laughs> so when you get face-to-face -face with someone and, you know, you sweat on top of them, you can have a nice <laughs> chat afterwards. A uh, bit different with coffee, but, you know, same thing kind of happens. It's the same thing. You've got to say, like, you're actually right. Jiu-Jitsu is the same thing. When when somebody's got you in close guard, you listen. You know, yeah. like, you, you're very oh, attentive yeah. to them. Absolutely. Before we close up, I just want to ask one last question. What is the nightmare coffee order? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh... Without I don't want to throw any of my customers under the bus. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, 
<laughs> to be to be honest, to be honest, yeah. we've got a saying saying in in my business in my shop. You know, we make uh, people coffee. We don't make coffee for people. Yeah. So the, the people come first. Um, so there's no, no nightmare judgment. for me. No judgment. Hey, you come in, you get that fix. Sometimes people just need to come in to say hello, say good morning. Yeah. I, don't, I don't ever feel <laughs> funny about making someone a coffee that they enjoy. Yeah, you know that. That's my. I mean, like, I know I don't really answer your question, and sorry about that. No, no, that's okay. Just, no, that's okay. That's that's it's the way we time. run our show. That's, you know? uh, yeah. that's a smart business owner, man. That's right. That's, that's, that's it, brother. Pe- people first, coffee after, because you yeah, can make coffee all day, clever. but you can't have people all day. Yeah, it's true. So. It's absolutely true. Stav, yeah, what is yes. going on in for the rest of the in the coming weeks at Gracie Botany? I know tonight we've got um, actually. Yes, yes. So it starts tonight with Chili Hull Workshop. Um, really looking forward to that. It's going to be fantastic. This guy is just absolutely incredible. He's just this 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 new generation of like you know young kids that are coming through. You know, we've got to consider that you know we kind of look at them as blue and purple belts and think, oh wow, this guy is like a phenomenon. But majority of these kids that get to that level of probably generally started from three years old. You know, they've been around a long time. They've been around longer than most people. So having him come in is going to be a great uh, a great honour. Um, his father owns Suave Kimono, so he's, that's Raz. He's a first-degree black belt like myself. I was just having a really good chat with him then. We're around the same age. Um, Raz being a little bit younger, but it's interesting. He was talking to me and he says to me, Sam, I think I fought with you. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. And so, and you know what I do remember, I think I fought him in the brown belts and I was thinking in my head, I think this guy looks familiar. He's got a beard now, but anyway, it's a small world. We ended up fighting each other in, in brown belt, you know, and getting back to what Josh is saying about relationships and things that happen. It's, it's crazy, you know? So, uh, having Razin Chilean is going to be fantastic. Uh, moving forward, we are working a lot at the moment on a lot of drills, a lot of different leg dragging. We've been going back to De La Hiva reverse or normal or, you know, like just all this different type of stuff, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we've got tournaments coming up next month. We've got the Summer Cup. Uh, actually, this month we're flying off to Melbourne next weekend. We're taking the kids down to the Pambacks. Yep. Uh, and then back for the Sydney Cup. That'll be the last one for the year. We've got the Christmas party organised. Um, awesome. Yeah, so th- there's a lot happening. There's always a lot happening, Benny. N- never a dull moment. And what's on for you uh, next week, Josh, on the Wednesday night? What do you got planned? Anything planned yet or are you still working on it? Well, you know, I like to walk in and see what everyone's feeling. Um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 incredible how much can shift in someone's understanding uh, in a week. Place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do we really need to have your finger on the pulse? Uh, but what I just did last Wednesday was some nice, you know, passing from my kind of initial position. Yep. And tr- trying to give people a, a couple of uh, things to worry about when you're passing, <laughs> options, you know, so just offering left and right, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of left and right, as you'll know if you come to a Wednesday night class. <laughs> they're, they're very popular classes. I always see the numbers when I'm there, although you've always got these unusual warm-ups that I, I, I'm, v- I'm very uncoordinated. It's It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love them, but they're very. I think I had to put my legs over like one shoulder at one point or something like that. I'm not that flexible. You'll but... get there, Benny. You'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Sav, wrap it up. Okay, look, guys, thanks so much for your time and uh, just really, really good to listen to Josh's stories. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a really good podcast. Thank you so much for sharing all that information with us, Josh. And, thanks you for know, having even me. on here, I'm learning a lot from you. Just, you know, I, 
this is the beauty of jiu-jitsu. You know, I quite often watch this guy teach or we're wrestling together and just to get a perspective of his life and what he's doing away from jiu-jitsu for jiu-jitsu and just, yeah, all really good podcasts, mate. Thanks for your time. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, awesome. Benny, as usual, uh, thank you. Great to be back on track again. Looking forward awesome. to next week. Uh, Me too. Thanks, Mr. Morbs, for your time. Uh, thank you, Benny. Uh, really do appreciate. But for now, one, two, three. <laughs>